Welcome to What I'm Backing and Why, our afternoon sport racing bulletin brought to you by Bluebet. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my News Corp colleague, of course, racing journalist Matt Jones, who you will know from news.com.au, and also pro partner Brad Miller, otherwise known as At Horse Miller 3. Gentlemen, how are you? Good, Tim. Yeah, good, mate. How are you going? Yeah, real good. Today on the show, we're going to have a look at which horses to place a bet on. Uh, we're going to have our quaddies. We're going to do Sydney Quaddy and Sunshine Coast today, and also have our our best bet of the day. All right, we've got $100 each from Blue Bet on four races. We're going to do a couple in Flemington, a couple on the Sunshine Coast. Let's start Flemington Race 8, the Winter Championship Final. I'll go first here, why don't I? Uh, number 15, Sir Davey. I really like this. $50 each way for me, around $6 on Blue Bet. Uh, great form this prep. Four wins and placings in other attempts. Ma Eustace, gate one. I like Sir Davy Brad. Yeah, winter championship finals day at Flemington. Um, looks a decent sort of meeting. Uh, Tuvalu is the best horse. Just has some issues and that's just sort of a concern for me betting around that sort of $3 price. Um, looks like Elvis you know, flies at, Fremin- at Flemington going really well. Um, gets in well at the weights compared to previous events. Um, I'm just not sure about the interstate travel and on the seven-day backup for him. So I am just shopping a little bit wider. I think Frankie Pino um, can run well. He's just a ripper. He he runs well every time, hits the line, um, had the big weight in Sydney and just really attacked the line off a slow tempo. Faster tempo would suit him. He dropped 60 down to 55 and a half and he has a good record of 1600 and I just think he's a decent sort of price at around that $10, $11 mark. Um, so I'll have 60 a win on him. And the other one in the race at a decent sort of price at around $16, $18 is the eight high stranger. He's been giving away a lot of weight in decent enough company. Uh, he actually gave away nine kilos to Frankie Pino over this trip last prep and was only beaten a length that day. So that's a big swing in the rates. They both carry 55 and a half this time, so I have 40 a win on him to sort of win similar amounts. Okay, dokie. What about you, Matty? Yeah, I'm sort of thinking similar to Brad. I like Frankie Pino. Um, fourth in the Goodwood, coming from 19th to run two lengths behind uh, the winner. And that last start at Ramwick, you'd have to see Cold Crushers run to believe it. The horse is in very, very good form, but it just seemed to go to a new level. It, 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 you're right, the, the speed wasn't on, but it just took off and just kept going and going and going. And I just think it, it ran a peak performance that day. And Frankie Pino was um, giving away six kilos and was still running on very well. Um, up to a mile proven at the trip. Um, yeah, I like him. Um, looks like Elvis, the form, I mean, he loves Flemington. The win there two starts back was sensational. He's run behind Taxu, the Civic Stakes. Was good, but he got a really good ride that day from a wide gate. He ended up on the fence and went the shortest way home. So um, he's he's going to be a huge chance. And the favourite, Tuvalu, the horse is a fighter and has run no worse than second in 10 starts. But this is its biggest, biggest test to date. Um, I just wonder what your thoughts were, Brad. I thought the horse was going to win easy last start and it didn't happen. And I'm just wondering whether or not going up in grade now, you, I'd like to have seen an easier win from that horse um, to, for it to start so short. But Is that Tuvalu? Yeah. Yeah, he, he's a group two sort of level horse, but he, he does have um, some issues. So I'm just not sure he's going to actually get to that level. 
Um, they've, they've found, I think he's got a, some sort of condition. Um, so I'm just not sure he's going to sort of reach his potential. Mm. But, you know, he handles fast tempos. He's a good horse. Um, he's going to be tough to beat. Yeah. And he's got no weight on his back. I just thought he was going to put it away last start and it didn't happen. So I was just a bit yeah. concerned there. Um, and yeah. Sir Davey um, has to go in for fourth. But I think Frankie Pino, $10 on Blue Bet. I like that. I think that's over the odds. Yeah. And I'm going to have my $100 to win on Frankie Pino. Alrighty. Uh, Flemington race nine, Silver Bowl series final. Brad, which way? I'm going with the favourite here, the three Cardinal Gem. Um, it was just good to see him put a, another race away at Caulfield. He goes up a couple of kilos for that win, um, but he still gets in sort of two kilos better off versus Jimmy the Bear from when they met and probably should have won that day. Um, his record suggests otherwise, but I think he goes better at Flemington. So I think Caulfield to Flemington's a positive. Um, doesn't have to be too far off them from the good gate. Just needs a little bit of luck, and he just waits clear on top for me. So I'm going to have 100 a win on the three Cardinal Gem. Yeah, I'm thinking the way you are. I love this three-year-old Schwazier Gelding. Uh, short backup, of course, um, and uh, good gate, $100 to win for me on Cardinal Gem. Uh, Beg trained in Melbourne or in Victoria, rather. What, what do you think, uh, Matty? Yeah, again, thinking the same as Brad. I thought that run last start was very good. He, he, he went a fair way out at Caulfield there. Um, looks prime now for a mile. We'll get a cushy run this time. I like the way it, it, it generally horses that sort of get going before the turn. Um, a lot of the times they get going and they, they they make a run and then they fade. This horse just kept going and going and going. And I like the way he went through the line there. I think the second favourite, Aaron Bay, um, has a bit of a turn of foot about it. Um, it, it raced against it. Um, last start at Caulfield didn't really wasn't really suited just got flushed out caught wide um, that's not going to happen now um, from barrier six you think get cover and get a cushier run now in transit um, again Jimmy the Bear good horse but just not suited at the weights this time and it's just hard to see him turning that around with a weight um, pull against him and Thalassophile um, that Chris Waller horse will be coming late at them no doubt but I actually think the top two in the market, Cardinal Gem and Aaron Bay, will finish the first two here. So I'll have $100 on the Quinella, Cardinal Gem into Aaron Bay, numbers three and four. All righty, Sunshine Ghost. Let's head north. Uh, race six, Caloundra Cup, over 2,400 metres. It's around $5 the field with Blue Bet. For me, it's Alaka Han, uh, the six-year-old gelding, $8 on Blue Bet there or thereabouts. Richard and William Friedman just missed last start at Rose Hill Gardens, won at this distance, steady hand to Larry Cassidy, um, and uh, I'll have $50 each way on uh, Alaka Han. Matty? Well, I found this um, to be a difficult race, but I'm going more with gut here, and I'm Going to give Sweet Thomas, I think, another go at $9 on Bluebet. He should have won the Premier's Cup two runs back. He was third in the Brisbane Cup. He's back to 2,500 metres from 3,200 metres. Um, doesn't happen too often. Normally, after a 3,200 metre run, your, your prep's over. But I just think this horse at the odds deserves another crack. The favourite, Ledon Le V. Um it's got form. Geez, the form around it, um, around Montefilia, um, great house, um, and ran in a tougher race last night in the Q22. So he'll find this um, uh, this task a lot easier. Alakahan, I agree with you, Tim. Horse is going very well. Um, Prime to win. I was talking to the Friedman stable about him last week. They, they reckon he's 
Wherever he went next was his peak run, so we should expect that this time. Um, and he drops in weights from what he would have had in the Stairs Cup last weekend when he was scratched in Sydney. And London Banker got the rails run in the Tats Cup, has the car park here, so it's a bit more difficult. But I just set the $9 on Blue Bet, the, the, uh, the win, and $3 the place. I want to have 50 each way on Sweet Thomas. Okie dokie. What about you, Brad? Yeah, I found it a tricky race too. LaDon V is the one I wanted to find, um, but I ended up going away from him. Um, the Sydney way of going, you know, Sydney sort of Brisbane, he's had four runs and he's run 7th, 10th, 13th and 11th. So I dug a bit deeper and had a look at his replays back then. Um, and he was just having a little bit of trouble changing legs. I think his latest run was probably his best run, even though he was still a long way off and he went back and ran on okay. Um, so he could win and he could knock me out, but I'm, I'm going to work around him. He does have a big win third up uh, in a Warnable Cup and he's third up in this. So um, he's going to be tough to beat. Um, the one I found, I've found a couple. I found the one that Maddie liked, but I also liked the eight um, Arapaho. It ran in, uh, on a heavy track in weaker grade and one by about seven lengths, I think it was, just absolutely romped in over 1,800. And that was sort of a fast run race. And he had a wide run and just romped home. Um, and then a slow race on speed, you know, last 200 was okay on a good track. Um, but that was sort of only a fair run. Now gets a good gate, good map, can stalk the speed. Um, and if it's heavy, which we're sort of expecting, <clears throat> um, he's the one who could, you know, elevate to a new level at 2,400. So I'm going to have my main bet on him. It's uh, sort of $10, $11. I have 60 a win. And I am going to back the 10 Sweet Thomas as well, the one Matt likes. I'm going to have 40 a win on him. Hard fit. I think he turns 10 today. Um, very good at 2,400 two starts ago. Just smashed the line um, that stretched him out to 3,200 and he ran well. Now gets back to that 2,400 trip, handles all conditions. And he's one you just know is going to be strong late on a, on a heavy deck at the end of 2,400. So I want him on my team. So 40 a win on the 10, Sweet Thomas. Our fourth race today, it's got a bit of nostalgia about it. It's called the Winx Guineas. And of course, this was the race where Larry Cassidy got on board and swept the field and we just saw her arrive. Um, I've spoken to Peter Ty about this uh, and Chris Waller and many others over the course of time. Um, but it gives us the opportunity to get a little nostalgic here, boys. Uh, what, a, what a mare she was. I mean, I, I think she's the kind of horse that you knew where you were when she won those Cox plates. And I was there when she won that Queen Elizabeth Stakes at Royal Randwick on that final day. And I have covered a lot of sport over my career. I still think it stands right up there as one of the great moments, Matt. Yeah, I'll never forget the the last race day at Randwick too. Um, we'll never see a day like that again. And we'll never see um, a horse win um, so many races in a row. She did. Um, and 25 group ones too. Um after Black Caviar, we thought we'd never see that again. And then we saw something, mm. without disrespecting Black Caviar, I think we saw something better because she won four Cox Plates. Um, Doncaster, plenty of um, other group ones, George Riders, etc., And um, three Queen Elizabeths. Um, yeah. Yeah, just will never be seen again. And um, it was, watching her was funny, wasn't it? Like, you could actually see... Her, her legs moving faster than the legs of the other horses around her. It, it was there to be seen. And you could see it before they did the studies on her that her she took more strides than every other horse per um, 
per five seconds or whatever mm. it was, and you could, but you could see it, and and it wasn't surprising when she she cut, she took more strides than every other horse. Yeah. So amazing athlete. She had those short, short, rapid strides, which you know helped her, helped her on the wet tracks, wet tracks as well. You know, it's perfect. Oh uh, yeah, and and the thing, and Brad, the thing is, it's amazing, isn't it? And Farlap, of course, did it through the depression, but. Like the impact that Winks had on many people who were down on their luck, down on their health. Um, when she raced, people watched. Yeah, horse racing can do something that no other sport in Australia can do, and that can get every single person from around the country watching an event, generally in the Melbourne Cup every year. But for a few years, it was Winks. People knew, a lot of people didn't disagree, uh, agreed or disagreed about football and cricket and all other sports, but. Um, everyone was there together watching Winks run. So it's the one thing that horse racing can do that other sports can can bring the whole nation together to watch just a, a horse run around a track. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Your thoughts on that, Brad? Well, she was very good to me because I um, I was a multi-punter when I first started punting and she was the last leg of a couple of multis for me, which sort of got me rolling. <laughs> um, and... I'm talking sort of decent sort of chunks of cash too. I think one of them was 156000 or wow. something. So um, another one was about fifty. But, uh, yeah, no, she was very good to me. She's probably the best we've seen. Her and Black Caviar, you know, you could debate that all day. But um, she was just an absolute superstar and, you know, 25. How many was it on the trot? Was it 25 on the trot? 33 on the trot and 25 group ones. Sorry, 33. Black Caviar mm. was 25 from 25, wasn't she? Yeah. Um, just an amazing horse and, uh, as you say, got everyone to, to tune into the TV or get to the races. Incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Lifted the spirits of everyone. Oh, look, there's no winks in this particular race, I wouldn't think. It's over 1,600 metres. It is race seven at the Sunshine Coast. I am going to have $100 to win on number two battle to this Bjorn Baker horse, Nashville Willa on board relatively short still in uh still in black around that 23240 with blue bet uh three placings from three starts this prep i think that battleton's ready to salute so i'm going to have 100 dollars to win there matt yeah i'm sort of agreeing with you mate battleton um looks to be a very classy three-year-old for bjorn baker um <coughs> nashville willow rides bar- barrier four um what's not it's not to like i mean look at the form around him mazu Home affairs, um, as we saw, Cole Crusher's having the prep of his life, and let's put the writing on the wall. And the Fred Bess and the Guns in. I mean, behind Kiss Sum, and we know what they think of Kiss Sum. So this is his race to win against his own age. I expect him to win. I think Subterranean Matthew Dunn. They've always had a huge opinion of him, um, which is why he ran in races against Paul Laley and Animo in the Eskimo Prince and the Hobartville earlier in the year. Um, huge form around him. He's been gelded, had a last start win up at Ipswich, which no doubt helped his confidence. I think he's a, the, the only real threat, majestic colour um, in form. Um, we're shooting for four straight. That doesn't happen often anywhere in the country. But this is a huge test for, for this horse. Um, well, you know, it's coming out of thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 races into a, 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 you know, a big race against horses that are taking on other group one horses so huge test um ashgrove um this is actually probably going to be a little bit easier for ashgrove considering it's running the rough habit queensland guineas and the guns in 
um, and there is form around it. So, but I, I just can't get away from Battleton. Um, I agree with you, Tim. I think if he brings his best and gets even luck, he just wins. It's hard to hundred dollars a win on him at two dollars thirty-five, which is about a fair price. What do you think, Brad? Yeah, he's the best horse in the race. Um, you know, a horse like Kissum would absolutely smack these. Uh, I'm just not sure he's at his best on wet ground. And I am, you know, with the forecast and the rain on the day, I am sort of working to a heavy track. So um, he may not even run. That's that's probably the problem that we have here. But if he, if he does run, I'm sort of keen to bet around him on the 10 indiscreetly. Um, you know, she's a filly who... Um, was backed late first up, so she was obviously sort of forward enough there. Um, she had a big win on wet ground over this trip last prep, and if she can just get control in front and give a good kick, um, I think she's going to give a good sight. Um, I think that was probably just ridden a little bit cute first up, waited a bit too long to sort of hit the go button, um, and the winner, Subterranean, the one Maddie mentioned, sort of swooped around them and, and got up alongside, and the race was sort of all over. Um, and the other one is sort of a lightly raced horse, the six majestic colour, um, coming through sort of weaker grade. But I like the way he just sort of gets down and attacks the line, um, drawn wider this time, but should press forward. If the tempo is solid enough, that'll suit him. I don't think he has a great turn of foot. So I'm sort of got one that can be forward and if they go slow can sort of sprint and one who can be forward and if they go fast can sort of keep kicking on so he gets a three kilo weight sing on the Tarzino gelding Tarex for beating him um, that guy was pretty good that he was wide but I thought he just wanted 2,000 meters so um, the play for me is to back those two the 10 indiscreetly and six majestic color and you sort of get about 350 360 you know dutching them so um, versus the 240 for Battalon. So you, you probably have to wait, though, to make sure that Battalon's actually in the field. But that's the way I'm sort of leaning. $50 each, uh, the win? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 depending on what their prices thank you, thank are. You. Yep. All right, well, there we go. Uh, let's do our quaddies next. Us Aussies love having a crack. We invented the Hills Hoist, wine cast, the mullet, and, of course, the streaker. And the mother's mother of all inventions. The quicker, slicker, faster, sharper brand spanking new Bluebet app. Get racing in sport form. Expert tips, previews, live streaming and place bets faster than you can say, that's the Ducks nuts! The True Blue brand new Aussie app. Don't let the game play you. Stay in control. Gamble responsibly. Right, Matty, you're going to look at Sydney's quaddy. Race seven is the first leg of the quaddy, the Rose Hill Bowling Club Handicap. Yeah, um, I think we've got some difficult races here. So um, I, I, I'm going to give Perry in a way another chance from Barrier 4 with Bowman on now. Um, um, I run really well in its Australian debut. Um, didn't quite fire second up, but that could happen, especially with this horse, which has happened before. Um, still Diamond, oh, jeez, he's promising to win a race. Um, he just can't get there. Um, $7 he is. Um, I hope he does does grab one because extra Worthington horse would be a nice story. Um, um, Rudinu, uh, the Waterhouse horse, will be there in this race for a long, long time. And my other one I'll throw in the numbers is Mont with for David Payne at... 
Um, pretty good odds of $34. Um, I think the horse is over there. So my numbers for the first leg in Sydney will be four, six, eight, nine. All right. First leg of the quaddy at the Sunshine Coast for you, Brad, is the Caloundra Cup, race six. Yeah, so I've got, for reasons outlined, the eight Arapaho and the ten Sweet Thomas. Um, I'm going to put in the seven Seat of Power, who's also double figures. Like the way he found the line, again, you know, last 100 metres, started to kick back against London Banker there. And I think uh, with an advantage in run this time, um, you know, London Banker drawn wide probably has to go back and gets a one and a half kilo swing as well. I think can turn the tables. Um, I, London Banker, the talkies doesn't handle the wet tracks, but that was early in the prep here in Australia. Um, and it was a really good win last time, so I'm going to put him in as well. I'm leaving the favourite out, so I've got eight, ten, seven, and four. All right, second leg of the quaddy in Sydney's race, eight. Hey? Yeah, well, Hugh Bowman's in the Hall of Fame, and he might need a Hall of Fame ride, but I'm, I'm backing him here on Wicklow, barrier 19. Um, he's He did it on Wicklow last start. He, it was typical Bowman. He so patient. Not many other jockeys would have won that race. He made his run very late and nabbed him. I think this is a good horse, Wicklow, um, for Chris Waller. Third up now. Um, off, he had a long break, so he was forgiven for what looked like a flat first up run, but he really knuckled down last last time. Um, from another Waller horse, Kirk, Kirkby and Navy Seal. I think they're they're the ones to to um, to throw in. I think we can just throw in three of Chris's there in that leg. 5, 13, 14. All right, second leg of the quarter on the sunny coast is the Swink Skinny's Brad. Yeah, um, for reasons uh, mentioned, the 10 indiscreetly, the 6 majestic colour. Um, and I'm going to put in the 1 subterranean. Um, as I sort of mentioned, it was a clever ride, sort of looped them and and, and won the race. Pretty strong late. Um, probably has a fitness edge for the 1600. Uh, the knock is doing it from back in a much bigger field this time, but uh, I do want to have him on my team. So I've got t- 10, 6 and 1. All right, third leg in Sydney is the Vale Nick Moraitis handicap and, and God rest his soul, of course, uh, the owner of Might and Power. That is what a lot of people will remember Nick Moraitis for. Matt? Yep, he actually owned a proper champion, Might and Power, a real champion. The champion word gets thrown around too often, but that horse was a proper champion. <laughs> um, I like Irish legend in this race. Um, Kieran McAvoy protested against the winner last start, didn't get it, but I think the horse would have won with clear air. Um, I, Wicklow was in that race, my mate. But, um, yeah, I like Irish legend. Second start in Australia for Les Bridge and Kieran McAvoy, barrier two. From, I think, Lakeen and Lord Arnmore. They're going to be really hard to, to beat too. Um, and I think Yee Yee, first up. Um, this horse runs very, very well at Rose Hill um, and has very, very good first up stats. So it's $13. So uh, my numbers here are going to be 1, 2, 7, 11. Yep, we're doing our quaddies for Bluebet here, and it's the Glasshouse Handicap. It's race eight, the third leg of the quaddie on the Sunshine Coast, Brett. Yeah, going fairly wide here. I've got the one Buffalo River, just read at the start last time. The rain around really enhances his chances. Um, the two Nicanovas, probably the best roughie of the day for me at about 20s. Um, both trainer and horse go really well at the track. Um, last two starts on heavy tracks, excellent uh, fourth in a good race behind Kementari and Apache Chase. Uh, and prior to that, ran second. Uh, Kubrick was third in that race. Nick Nova meets him four kilos better from that day. Um, 
Kubrick also has a poor record at 1400 so I think he's a good roughy. You know, he's sort of doubled the price of Kubrick around 20 so keen to have him on board. The three Holyfield slid forward um, from a wide gate and was too good. Probably doesn't want it heavy, but soft would be okay. The six Blondo, um, who Maddie liked last week, uh, just had absolutely no luck at all. Never got out. Um, quick backup and loves it heavy. Um, so he's around the $14, $16 mark. The nine, Salatine, um, who's a mare. She's probably looking for 1400 now. Nice run at 1300 now, fourth up. Um, winner fourth up last prep on a heavy track and a, uh, on a winner on a heavy track fifth up as well. Um, the 10 Charlize is one that's moved since I sort of did the form. Um, it's just been back from 23s into about 16s. Uh, she's a good mare, always has a flat one second up, so her profile suggests now third up and blinkers back on, she can improve. And the 13 Gospodden um, has also been backed uh, since I did the form. Kiwi by Prasia, and Prasia's just love it wet, so they just swim, um, and this one certainly does. Uh, the Desert Lord, if it was drier, I would go in, but I'm just happy with those. I'm going one, two, three, six, nine, ten, and thirteen. Race ten in Sydney is the final leg of the quaddy. Yeah, I like Wahai Falls here. Um, did you see its first up win? Oh, it um, was jogging and was home at the 400 last start. So um, got it on top. From Titanium Power will handle a wet track. In form, Rory Hutchings knows Joe Pride's horse very, very well. And I think just about every time he's ridden him, he's won. Um, from Tamerlane, the Cummings horse, second up. And Fast Coney's fourth up now. He's a bit of a hard horse to catch and has had some bad luck and can be a bit sort of up and down, but $15 I think is a nice price. So my numbers for the last leg are going to be 1, 4, 7, 13. And it's a benchmark 78, race 9, the final race at uh, the Sunshine Coast with a 100% expectations of rain. Brad? <laughs> We've got a few here as well. Uh, the two, the favourite, um, the two more than number one, um, goes up in weight but has won four from his last nine, um, which is pretty impressive. And it was a good win in fast time at the track last start. The three Tycoon Evie um, has been racing at you know really good level, listed level the last five and hasn't been disgraced. Um, looks a pretty decent form race reference that last race for this. Um, 13 Glitter Strip comes through that same event. Um, you know, sort of switched over heels and went back towards the fence, ran on well. Love Sensation, the 14, also comes through that race. Um, she's an ex-Victorian mare. Um, she's had some excellent spring form in Melbourne um, in mares races, you know, sort of group two level. The problem for her is she's won from 18, um, but if she brings her best, she goes close. And I'd like the win of um, another ex-Melbourne horse, the 17 Wilmot Pass last time, led and just never looked back there, just kicked around the bend, um, and I think he can run well with Nash in the saddle. So I've got 2, 3, 13, 14, and 17. All righty. Coming up next, we're going to have our best bet of the day. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. 
All right, for me, uh, I've got to stick with Cardinal Gem as the best bet of the day. Uh, around that 280, 290 with Blue Bet. Short backup, I just think uh, Cardinal Gem is going to win race nine in Melbourne, Brad. Yeah, I think the best roughy is the one I sort of mentioned nicking over at the sunny coast at about 20s. I think it can run well. Um, but my best bet of the day is at Flemington. It's race five in the Mahogany Challenge Final. It's number four, Rock Up. Um, I think it actually might have been backed. It was 280, 290 when I was doing the form. It might have just come in a little bit. Um, he's an ex-Kiwi, just airborne with the um, Patrick Payne yard. They're, they're flying at the moment. Um, 2,000 metres at Flemington. He was just awkward away there, got back off a fast tempo, got held up, um, and once he was clear, he charged to the line. He actually ran the 15th best last 200 of the day, over 2,000, you know, off a fast tempo, which was exceptional. Um, can map a bit closer this time from gate two if he jumps like he did the previous start at Mildura. Um, I just like the like what he did there, like the way he tacked the line. Um, Billy Egan back on in the, in the saddle as well, sleeves up Billy. And uh, any given the track is ideal for him. So I'm pretty keen on him. I think he's the best bet. Alrighty, what about you, Matt? Where's your best bet? Yeah, sort of sticking to Rose Hill, sort of mentioned it already. Why Ha Ha Falls in the last $3.80 on Blue Bet. Um, won like a very good horse first up, and the rain that's coming won't hurt it. Um, by Sacred Falls, we all know they swim, and um, he's had one run on the soft for a win and one run on the heavy for a win. So, um, race 10, number four, Rose Hill, Why Ha Ha Falls. Well, perfect, gentlemen. Hopefully, we've picked some winners there. That's it for what I'm backing and why. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors, Matty. Bluebet, the wholly owned Aussie bookie. Absolutely. Thanks to you. Thanks to Brad. And, uh, yeah, good punting on the weekend. Of course, bet with your head not over it. We'll see you next week. See you, guys. See you next week, Tim. Bye. Building Resilience Podcast. They play in different arenas, but sports and business have massive similarities. Elite athletes and top business leaders flourish through the physical and psychological demands their high-stress careers place on them. The Building Resilience podcast explores the world of sport and deconstructs the tools and ethos of world-class athletes that can help us create growth and optimize business and life. Come find the Building Resilience podcast on your favorite podcast app.